Life seems like it's real boring here in Boston. So take some time for concert stories to get lost in. Might sound real snarky, but fuck the patriarchy. Gigtails, woo! Every day you're out there making gigtails, woo! Tales of crappy venues, crowds, and gigtails, woo! When all else fails, just send hate mail to Gigtails. Woo! Um, hi, this is Gigtails. Hello, hello, welcome hello. to Gigtails. Welcome back, the podcast. Uh, I feel like if you're here, you oh, whoa! Did everyone what just the hear? What was that? That was my Alexa. She just <laughs> the bitch wanted to be on Gigtails. <laughs> what just happened? We didn't even say her name. <laughs> You'll get your turn, Alexa. Yeah, please keep this. Please keep this whole thing. No edits. Wow. Okay. One time we were sitting in our living room. I I think it was just me actually, and I was just like reading or something, not watching TV or anything. And our Google Home came on. It went, "Bing, bing." The president of the United States is Donald Trump. And I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Yikes. I guess, well, uh, wow. She wanted to be our guest today, but I didn't even, she just barged right on into this podcast. I don't think she. Double book. (laughs) Triple book. Triple. (laughs) All right. Everyone who's listening and wants to know what the fuck is going on right now. First of all, this is Gig Tales, the podcast. It's still Gig Tales. Um, Usually we are talking about things that happen at performances, different types of gigs, if you will. And then sometimes our robot computers interrupt us. (laughs) sometimes sometimes our robot our robots take the first steps towards becoming sentient and this will later be used in the museums of the history when they say what happened with the robot the history (laughs) oh yeah museums of the history i haven't uh yeah and today oh god i'm just gonna give up i know today we alexa is not oh shit i shouldn't have said her name Okay, she didn't respond. What? I say her name and she doesn't respond, but just randomly I say welcome to Gigtails and she chimes in. All right. She's, I got to set her straight later. She's not our guest today, but Terry, we have very special returning guests. Who do we have we do. with us here? We have two people whose names I'm going to say correctly, and that is Ashley Greida and Nate Ramsayer. No, you botched it. Oh, I'm sorry. Ram Sawyer, whatever. Yeah, Rumspringa. <laughs> He's been on a Rumspringa for the past 47 years. With our friend Nate. He's loving it. Uh, so, Nate, I think you were like, I don't, I should have looked up what episode number, but you were one of our first guests on this podcast. And I think the originator of the idea that we use the name Bob Saget for anyone who is awful, who we talk about, we just rename them Bob Saget. And that has lived on now, like 50 plus episodes in. So thank you for yeah, that I really gift. Like, yeah, you're welcome. I like to think that I really helped jumpstart your guys' podcast, like all together. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> it's your pod- Clearly it's your podcast then. Take it away. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us some more crap. So we have Nate and Ashley here who are cohabitating safely. So they're sharing, they've been sharing their, you know, breath and, you know, face mucous membranes. This is great. 
Keep talking. <laughs> uh, has anyone else lost the ability to interact with human beings and have conversations? Because I fucking have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they are together, but they cohabitate. So it's a safe together. Yep. Um, and they are both performers in the uh, first largest city in the state of Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> Music scene. If you can't get that one, I can't fucking help you. <laughs> Uh, and they are here to share some of their s- stories they've shared together. Is that right? Yeah, we have we have a couple together. We have some little anecdotes separately if you need them. We we came. There's a list. We're prepared. <laughs> now, I do have one question for Nate specifically. Yeah. You have been singing again, right? You've been performing again since the old pandemic started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I, I actually mostly do funerals these days. <laughs> Ooh. Awkward. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically essential worker. Yeah. So you do they are actually having like regular funerals. Uh so they're kind of modified funerals. So the good good part about what They're not dead yet, so <laughs> it's modified. It's a preemptive funeral. <laughs> Just for safety. This will be in the Museum of the History. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. No, uh, so I, I work uh, in, in a couple Catholic churches in uh, in Dorchester, actually, mm. and they're all part of like the same uh, uh, what do you call it parish di- diocese? Yeah, the Vatican. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, uh, and and it's it's really nice for me because I only need to interact with one other person, and that's the organist. And so mm-hmm. I show up like half an hour beforehand. And the organist has uh, usually gotten the music that we need to sing for that day. We just run through a couple things and then we just kind of wing it. And the the, uh, funerals last 45 minutes to an hour. And um, it's always people wearing masks. And these are like like, spread out. Yeah. And they're spread out because, you know, these are large Catholic churches and uh, you might get somewhere around like 20 to 50 people per Mm. funeral. And there, there, you know, pews in between people. So yeah, there's, there's lots of space. Yeah, those Catholic churches are huge, and they were pretty much built for like social distanced funerals, as yeah. long as you don't have too many people there. Yeah, yeah. So, so I do that. I, I've also done, um, as a lot of singers have, the virtual choirs, and um, in fact, there's a, there's a whole gig tale. Uh, developing as we speak it's right in now. the works you guys uh, oh no we might have to bring you back it's so if, if you if you run out of uh <clears throat> run out of guests i'd be happy to come back and tell you the story it's, oh uh, we have why do you think you're here <laughs> we're just recycling we're cycling right. back through uh, we're like, yeah. <laughs> what if we do two people at once i can't stop it's just full of ideas um so how how about you, Ashley? Are you uh, in, in your band? Are you guys playing uh, out right now? A little bit. So we had a few couple things that were booked before the old pandemic started. And uh, <laughs> so we kept some of those like outdoor. We've done a couple outdoor things where it's, you know, safe for people to be distanced and stuff. Mainly in New Hampshire, they've been a little bit more... Um, I don't want to say lax as in, in like a bad way because they've had less less cases. So they're you know, their restrictions are in accordance with what it's, you know, the, the situation up yeah. there. Um, mm-hmm. 
but mainly there. Um, so we just, I had one this weekend. So we were playing at one of our favorite spots and, um, I've talked about it. It's a brewery I've talked about on here. And, um, so there are three singers up front and, um, myself and Ari are like, it's me, Ari, and then, and Ken on the end. So there's this table of like four people, two couples, like around our age. And they were there when we got there and set up and they stayed, you know, through the first set and they seem to be enjoying it. They're listening. They're like taking video of us and stuff. And then when they got up to leave, one of the guys from the table handed Ken, our guitarist, a business card. And he goes, you have a much inferior microphone to them. I just want you to know. And walked away. And Ken looked down and his business card was Sennheiser. And Ari and I had Sennheiser mics and Ken was using a Shure mic. So he was just like, it was, it was hilarious. It was like the best, like uh, it was the best way to like give your business card. I don't know. It was like a, uh, it was awesome. We were dying laughing. And then he like walked away and we were like, wait, come back. Like, can we get wait, discounts? Like what's was happening? He a, was he a microphone salesman? Yeah he, like, must work, yeah. he must be like a rep or like work at the factory or something. I don't know. It was just so funny. And that, yeah, it was. It My was grandfather funny. worked in the microphone factory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then we really wanted his, his card. And then Tom really wanted his card because he's like, wait, deal. So I want, there's like some drum, some Sennheiser drum mics that Tom wants. And then Ken couldn't find it. He like lost it. And then we all just collectively were like, gig tales. <laughs> we sing it out loud at gigs when things happen that we know nice. are going to end up on here. Yeah. So you, should, I- you should sing that at one of your funerals if something goes wrong. Just go. yeah. Into oh. the mic. Oh, no. Oh, no. That actually brings up something I, I, I just have to say. But first, I have to, I have to ask, do, do you think this guy just goes around heckling <laughs> artists? Uh, that he, like he goes to concerts like oh it's me. Tuesday night I'm gonna go see this artist it's, and then uh, insults their microphone drops a business card and he's out it's probably something he's done before because it was like seamless he just like dropped the line handed the card it was like very sw- like suave and he just like walked away and we were like he was Put his gone. sunglasses on <laughs> he was gone before we, we like, had taken it in and realized what had happened and then we were dying but he didn't even stay for the like punchline to land so i feel like he's done it before it's totally his thing (laughs) oh Oh, we should have him on (laughs) i know if ken could find his card i would call him (laughs) i'm sure his name is mike uh, you were about to tell a horrifying tale, Nate, yeah. but now I really want to um, hear. From a, a funeral, actually, this happened uh, right at the start of the pandemic back in March. Um, I was at this Catholic church in Dorchester. It was my first time at this specific Catholic church, one of three. And uh, it was a funeral. So the thing is, as a, as a singer, again, I just show up half, a, half an hour before. I often don't know uh, the... Um, the sex of the person who's died until like it, the funeral's almost over and they're giving like, um, you know, like a eulogy or something like that. Hey, I've been saying for years now, we got to start having gender reveal funerals. So <laughs> I you mean, know, no, just don't do any, any fireworks. Cause then they'll <laughs> there's already too much smoke and incense. It's just not. <laughs> then Boston will be on. <laughs> so, um, so if, if, Anyone listening has been to a Catholic service before. There's uh, the, the traditional uh, way they do things is, um, you know, they do like an, uh, 
a blessing in the beginning, a, a prayer, and then they kind of launch right into um, the first reading, which is usually an Old Testament reading, uh, the second reading, which is usually a New Testament reading, and then they go into the, the gospel and, and the priest reads the gospel. And so it came time for uh, the first reading, and it's often a parishioner who will come up uh, and, and read it. And so at a funeral, it's often someone that's chosen from either the family or friends. Whoever can keep their shit together long enough yeah, to read yeah. something. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I've seen people not keep their shit oh, together, yeah. and it's heartbreaking. It's oh. hard. Yeah, but, that's hard. Uh, this was particularly hard because um, we got to the f- time for the first reading, and no one showed up. <laughs> And it's just like, like you could, you could, I swear you could hear watches ticking in this <laughs> church. Like, and it was like, wait, what is happening? Tumbleweed so the, rolls across the altar. You're just waiting. Yeah. So the priest then, you know, he imagined the, the chair that he's sitting in is uh, on one side of, you know, like the, the, uh, where the altar is. And he's got to cross all the way to the other side, speaking in the microphone. Uh, so-and-so are that you here? And this, this guy Bueller? comes up. Yeah, this guy. This guy. Your turn to speak at the funeral, Bueller. Um, Jesus, Jesus, Beijing, Beijing, Jesus. Are are you here again, Christ? So come this, there, God, it's me. This guy comes up. This guy comes up, and and you can hear him whispering into the ear of the priest, and he's like, so, 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 he's in the ear. <laughs> and uh i'm like oh shit that's unfortunate they're not here and so the the priest reads the first reading and he goes back and sits down <laughs> the second reading oh, no. the same fucking thing happened again <laughs> the people just like no showed this funeral like first of all it goes to their friend's funeral and yeah. so the so he read, you know, like he read the person's name, like so and so Bueller, <laughs> <laughs> and the same guy goes. Up there. <laughs> oh, it was so oh, uncomfortable. No. And I, I'm like way over on the side, like uh, just you know, eyeball buggy, like what the fuck is happening? And oh, no. and then we and so the priest reads a second reading, and then the priest always reads the uh, the gospel. And so that's totally fine. And then we get to about halfway through the service where there's the prayers of the people, the one where uh, they, you know, put out like, um, Lord, you know, bless so-and-so. And then everyone uh, answers, Lord, hear our prayer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's usually- or whatever. All, that's we'll usually done by so- someone else uh, in the congregation. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to let you guys speculate what happened. <laughs> It's like, do they have the wrong names at the for this thing? Like, they had like tomorrow's funeral lineup in the name, so they're like, <laughs> there were literally three no shows. I have the roster for Monday night's game, not Sunday's game. <laughs> How does that happen? There was also, and come to think of it, there was also a couple people that showed up halfway through the service, like as if they got the time wrong or something. The, the funeral. Oh my god, it was, it was a disaster. And I was really happy. I mean, can a funeral be a disaster? The guys, the worst has already happened. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> that's, that's true. It's really. That's true. Anyway, yeah, there's my funeral story. So that was wow. at the beginning. Of- it's you're great. just over there, like. I love a good funeral going wrong story, as we all know. <laughs> it. I mean. It, it, it's just the best. Like everyone's already sad. Something goes wrong. Do, do, do. Do 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 do. 
to this day, we're in the grocery store, we're anywhere, we hear it, and we just look at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 like, everyone's already so sad, like, the worst has happened, mm-hmm. nothing else bad can happen, like, it's, it's, I think it's just the funniest thing in the world, yeah. and it's, yeah. <laughs> it can be, and, like, it can give you something to just, like, lighten the mood, or, like, laugh at, or distraction, and it's just, like, uh, yeah, it can get, like, really, obviously, very serious, and Sometimes those things are like nice in that, in those moments, but, but three no shows, man, people. (laughs) They were like, meh, that's rough. He's already dead. (laughs) Show up late or not at all. (laughs) You're not going anywhere. I mean, yikes. Uh, All right. What else you got for us? Uh, so one of the ones we came up with was actually, it was a gig of his, uh, but this was about a month into us dating. So this was a while ago. Uh, and he was like, Hey, do you want to come to, I don't know if you want to say like yeah. the town or yeah, a gig yeah. or whatever. He, he invited me to this gig and I was his new girlfriend. So I was like more willing to do shit. So, um, and so he's he like, Hey, the we, old we, girlfriend, she was, he left her at home. She didn't come to this gig. I, yeah. She uh, was a no show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Katie, Katie, yeah. someone leans over. <laughs> uh. Um, so anyway, Katie wasn't there. I was there. So, <laughs> He was like, Hey, do you want to like come to this gig? And you know, you can, it was one of those gigs where you could like have alcohol in the audience. So I just sat at a table, got drunk, watched this hot guy sing. It was like really fun. So you were at a funeral. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. This is down in Providence. And so he was like, Hey, will you record a few of these pieces for me so I can have them for like my website for my materials? I was like, easy enough. I can be drunk and hit record on a phone probably. And so, (laughs) so that's, that's the setup. I am, I am drinking in the audience. Yeah, so Ashley's drinking. What what this was? This was a barbershop show, a show of like a barbershop chorus. Oh, I thought it was and at a barbershop. <laughs> where you can also shops. drink. <laughs> it was Sweeney Todd. And no. <laughs> great, great. This was a barbershop chorus. Uh, this was kind of their like uh, gala event, end of the year fundraiser thing. It's gala. Gala, if you want, if you will. Sorry. Okay, Ashley Greta. Yeah. <laughs> and uh they they wanted uh they wanted a soloist who could do like musical theater numbers and musical theater is one of my uh major passions and i don't um i don't get all that many opportunities to just you know just do solo musical theater stuff and i was like oh fuck yeah i'll do that just like selections from like yeah just anything i I want yeah musicals yeah and so (laughs) i i sang big surprise you know, like a song from Les Mis. And, what? Uh, I didn't yeah. know you knew Les Mis. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> and it's new rap. <laughs> it just came up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also wanted me to do... Uh, they were going to do an arrangement of uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water uh, for their barbershop chorus. And the way this arrangement goes is that it involves uh, a chorus, a soloist, and a barbershop quartet. And it, it's all kind of layered. The soloist, there's like an intro uh, with a choir like ooing, and then and then the soloist sings with some oohs underneath, and then it starts layering in the chorus, the soloist, and this other quartet. And we did like I showed up for the 
uh, just the you know quick rehearsal and uh, ran it through with them and everything was fine. And they're like, okay, we want you to, uh, I asked them, where do you want me to stand? And they're like, okay, we're gonna have you uh, set up on the right. Uh, the chorus is in the center and then stage uh, left will be the, the uh, quartet. And the dance one there. And uh, so that, that's, that's the, you know, the reason I, I was gonna be there was to sing this solo and then to do musical theater stuff. So I uh, did my uh, musical theater songs. Uh, and then this was the, the big number that the show was ending with. So this is the big show stopper here. <laughs> and so I, I just finished my um, my songs. I decided to go out and uh, get a breath of fresh air. <laughs> and also one thing that happens with my voice, uh, I don't know if this happens to you, Ashley, but my voice gets uh, gets cold really fast. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like people, we have warm ups uh, for like choral projects uh, before a concert. But then there's usually like a half hour, an hour of downtime. And then we start singing the concert and my voice gets cold, like in like five to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So oh, um, does that happen to you at all, Ashley? I, <laughs> I don't warm up. Oh, okay. nailed it. Well, I'm the outed. worst person ever. No, it, it's all good. But, uh, but, so I can't. Yeah. I can't. Oh, oh, <laughs> it happens. It happens to the dogs. Their vo- They have to re- keep warming up the barking. They're warming up. Yeah. They're keeping their voices like, warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I, when I was at, at this concert, uh, this bridge over troubled water goes really high for the soloist. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I needed to like, just, you know, do, do just a little bit of warm up before I uh, go on stage. So I went out of the building because there were several other, um, like the, I think the, the barbershop quartet that was singing in this was, uh, was doing a few songs and then we we're going to end with this big number. So I'm standing outside, uh, got some fresh air, started warming up, you know, keeping my voice in check. And I'm like, okay, there's probably one more song left. I should, uh, I should get in there. And I, I turn around and I open the door or not because the door is fucking locked. What? Yeah. This was that. Locked out. Uh, it was, a, it was like a, I want to say like a, was it a Catholic school or a public? It was a school in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. And With so alcohol? I, I, yeah, <laughs> they, like they rented, they rented out their space, and I guess they're okay. like maybe, yeah, it definitely was like a school or some sort of auditorium yeah. like type of a thing, auditorium thing, and they just like or like a performing arts center that was related to I don't remember, but it was a big performing arts center, and there was like tons of doors, and apparently they lock when you leave, which is a poor decision for a performance night. But every door, every door was locked. Oh, believe me, I tried every door. I started panicking. I was like, okay, Nate. You got to keep it together because, again, there's there's one more song. The choir is going to file on. They have a few seconds of ooing, and then the soloist needs to be there. And I was like, okay, Nate, just take a couple deep breaths. You've, you've got your phone. Just text Ashley. So <laughs> I was being a good audience member, and I actually had my phone on airplane so that I could record these videos. So oh, no. So these texts came through. I'm going to read you because I found them. They're, they're over a year old. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I went through the archives for these. But so my phone was was <clears throat> off or on airplane. Rather. On an airplane. So Basically nothing's off. even coming in. Yeah. I yeah. was blissfully drunk waiting for him to perform. When he actually came on stage, I had not, no idea that anything went wrong until after the show. He's like, uh, when was the last time you looked at your phone? I was like, oh, it's been on airplane since seven. And it was like 1030 at that point. He's like, yeah, you should 
you should check your messages. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, at 10.30, I turn, turn my phone on and I get June 29th, 2019, 9.32 p.m., Nate Ramsayer. Holy shit, emergency! <laughs> exclamation point. Next text. I locked out, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> Can you come get me real quick? Front door. 9.35. Never mind. I'm back. <laughs> And I never got it. So from my perspective, (laughs) I was in crisis mode because there were, you could see like this in this performing arts building or whatever it was, uh, they had um, by the front doors, they had, you know, these nice glass windows of this corridor. And I was like, oh, surely I'll just like get someone's attention. And they just fucking pressed up against the glass. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and there was no one there. Mommy, there's a fancy man in a suit pressed up against the glass. Come along. <laughs> there, was just, near him. there was just no one to be seen. And uh, there's no better way to be let into a school than by screaming up against the glass. <laughs> That's right. So what had happened was um, eventually, like after a few minutes, um, and man, the clock was ticking. Uh, this, I saw someone at the end of this hallway and I was just bang, bang, bang on, on the glass. And they they saw me. I I was like, (laughs) (laughs) tin roof. (laughs) You're so So I, uh, so this guy lets me in and I quickly make it to the, the, uh, back. So like, uh, this is the stage left, like off stage in the wing. And that that's where the choir was all assembled. And I got there right when they were filing out. So I, I almost missed, uh, missed going on by like a few Holy seconds. Shit. So, but then, but then I realized, <laughs> Oh shit. I'm so, just here for the little that is, you know, <laughs> we, we didn't, we, we only, we only got uh, went over the song once in uh, in rehearsal, and uh, and then at the very end, as kind of like a an afterthought, I asked, you know, where do you want me on stage? And they had specifically said, "We want you to be over on uh, stage right." And I was in the wings of stage left, and so they all went out there, and I was like, "Oh shit!" They only have like a few measures of ooing, and then I sing, but I'm supposed to be over. On the, on the complete other side of the stage. So I was just like, oh, I don't know what to do because I have like a few seconds and it's not enough time to run around backstage uh, to get over there. And then uh, and then I start listening to them and they actually don't sound like, uh, like this is the Bridge Over Troubled Water song um, because they sent me a professional recording of this, of these great barbershop uh, singers uh, singing the song. And that's what I practiced with leading up to this. But this is very much like a, community level um barbershop chorus and it just sounds completely different i'm like you know what this isn't the same song <laughs> and and this then isn't the one and then i was like you know what just in case i'm gonna start making my way on to stage and so as they were ooing i i was like you know i can't risk like not being so i i start walking out there and then they stop and it's it's the part where you know the soloist goes when you're weary and but there's nothing there's just silence because i'm like i don't think is this is this right i just don't know <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh 
I'm wa- I'm slowly walking across the stage and I'm looking for the guy who hired me as a friend of mine. They're like this and dramatic fuck. They're not making his anymore. own entrance from the wrong yeah. side, taking a nice up. pregnant pause. <laughs> yeah, and I, I look at, at his face, you know, because he's standing in front of the choir as the choir director, like um, looking for some kind of like cue to like, okay, go ahead and start. And he's just like looking down, like just like kind of in the moment, like just kind of staring at his feet with, or, you know, with his eyes closed, his head is down, like just kind of waiting for me to start singing. But I'm still not convinced that this is the song that I need to sing. <laughs> so I just, so there's this whole ooh section. And then what you hear is <laughs> me just crossing slowly in front of everyone. And then I get to my, like where the mic is. And, um, uh, I'm, and then he finally looks up, like comes out of his, you know, his kind of trance or whatever he was in. And he's like, gives me the head. Like, okay, go ahead. And so I, I don't know how long this lasted. It could have been two months. It could have been a week. <laughs> I'm not sure. So much, much like the old pandemic, this yes. either went on for two minutes or two months. <laughs> we don't know how long it's been. From my point of view, I actually had no idea anything was wrong until after the show. When he was like, so that pause, I was like, what that dramatic pause? It was so nice. Cause I'm like three or four glasses of rosé in. And I was like, <laughs> it was wonderful. And I was like, you know, being all supportive. I had no idea that there was an issue. Cause I didn't know the arrangement and I didn't yeah. know like what kind of ridiculous dramatics he had like you know a big part of that is you don't know what was rehearsed right Mm -hmm. so like a huge pause yeah all the stuff that's going on your end the audience may or may not know like is this supposed to be this long and some people are probably like wow I had I had no idea and and also I was drunk so I was like sure whatever like I'm I'm here for it it's fine it was I'm a captive audience it was traumatic for me like I was like oh my god they like he specifically <laughs> asked me to come in to do this project, you know, to sing on this song. And I just completely fucked it up. Oh my God. I actually just remembered a story from four years ago that is directly related. And it's very short. Yeah. Uh, so That's do, what you're here for. Uh, <laughs> this, this segues nicely into our North shore story because this also happened on the North shore. Uh, remember Bob Saget from my episode, <laughs> my Bob Saget. Yes. Yes. The same Bob Saget. <laughs> hired me for his community choir and I was like the soloist. So I got like a fancy gown and I was like singing some Haydn and it was great. And so he was a mediocre rehearsal technician. And so the order of the program was kind of like, Oh, here's the order of the program, but we never practiced some transitions. <sighs> and like, you start this piece acapella. So you're just going to stand up. I'm going to give a downbeat and you start it. You have your pitch. I was like, great. I can do this. So, uh, everyone's seated and he goes to give a downbeat. I was like, Oh, I need to be up. So I stand up, he gives a downbeat and I go into this like beautiful, like round in minor. As it turns out, there was one more piece. And so I just started, <laughs> I sang a full two measures of a song over the choir that was singing something beautiful and soft. Oh no. And I know there to be a recording. I do not know where it exists. Oh, we're going to find this right uh, out. I, do, I d- no, but like it was, it was like a recording, like it was a CD. It was never uploaded or something. So uh, I sang, but I was like, I'm going to finish this phrase. So I don't look like a complete idiot. So I finished yeah. the phrase and like, I did that thing in classical music, you know, you, you like, 
<laughs> I just yes. like sat down very the graceful. Soft, the soft, graceful sit. Yes. I'll sit and like moved my gown a little. And then next movement, when it was time to do that again, for real, I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my. Hoping God. that no one was like, I didn't totally she already about sing that. this? Yeah. So I just, I completely sang like the wrong song, like loudly, confidently. Yeah. You got, you oh, have to. Have to. Mm-hmm. It was the wrong song. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So about the North Shore. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh man. So <laughs> this was one we actually did together. This is not me yeah. drunkenly attending one of his gigs. This is me actually. This singing. is me drunkenly performing in one of his gigs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong with that. Not exactly. <laughs> not this wrong. one, at least. I mean, no, the other ones. Um, I was sober for this one. There are there there are two important pieces of information you need to know about this story, um, which is uh, about like my own background, um, which factors in, and I promise you this this will be relevant. So the first one is that over the last uh, year and a half, I've kind of fallen into this position where um, I know I have a lot of good friends in the singing community, and I know a lot of good singers. And so choirs will often, uh, like the choir director will come to me and, and have, ask me, Nate, do you have any good singers? And so then I'll like supply them with, with singers. So this is something I've just kind of fallen into this role. You're uh, a dealer. Got it. Yeah. I'm a dealer. I'm a wheeler and a, human, a dealer. Human dealer. I'm a trafficker. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a choral singer trafficker. Yeah. You're a voice dealer. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> and so. You're the Ursula of the land. Yes. <laughs> uh, Correct. Excellent. Body language. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so this is something that I, I've been doing uh, recently. And uh, the, the other thing, and uh, this is really important to get this backstory. It, it has to do with my living situation for the last several years. So, it's been fucked. In the yeah. ocean. There is like... How does this relate? So Terry knows a lot of this uh, information, but Terry has never heard this gig tale before, which Ooh. is based on this, I believe. Um, so I, uh, my former girlfriend, the one that Katie. I couldn't take anywhere. Katie, yeah. <laughs> she, and I, take her she and I split up uh, f- five, six years ago, six years ago. Um, and I uh, then was going to move. We were living together. And I was going to move uh, possibly out of uh, the number one, the largest city in Massachusetts. <laughs> and, um, and so like, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not tied down to this area anymore. Like I can, I didn't have a full-time job. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go move somewhere else. And I was singing in a church choir and the woman who sat next to me, her name, uh, let's call her Betty. Betty Saget. <laughs> Betty Saget. Betty Boop. <laughs> this is Betty Saget. So uh, she, she, she and I got along really well. She sang tenor. She was uh, in her seventies, and uh, she, had really, she had a yeah. hope. <laughs> <laughs> she had a. I always, whenever our choir director was like, "Oh, um, alto, singing with the sopranos on this part," I'd be like, "No, I'm singing with the tenors. You fuck." Yeah. <laughs> and I That's how you really feel, Terry. <laughs> So, uh, so Betty Saget, uh, I told her like, oh, Katie and I split up and I'm actually thinking about moving out of town. And she said, oh no, I want you to stay and sing with the church choir. And, uh, she and I got along really well. She had a really great, uh, sense of humor. And she said, you know what? I, we're, uh, this church choir was up in, uh, Beverly on the North shore. 
And she said, you know, I live in the next town over in Manchester by the sea. Have you ever, have you ever been there? And I was like, Oh, no, Betty. Uh, yeah. So she, <laughs> I, I now know who Betty is. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Glad that you're on track here. Terry has just had a moment of yeah. recognition. Clarity. The light bulb went off. Yeah. Uh, so, so Betty said, Hey, I want you, uh, why don't you come live in, in my house? She had a six bedroom house and lived there all alone. And, um, and she actually let me live there for free. And nothing, nothing in life is free. That's correct. Uh, it seemed like it was going to be free. Oh, until I mean, it basically was. Um, I mean, it was, but it was, but it was, it was, uh, we're not sure. talking about. Yeah. There yeah. was a price to pay. There was <laughs> yeah. definitely a, there was a price. There was a, an emotional. Pull. Stay right. tuned. Right. Not the gold standard. Mm-hmm. So, so I lived there for, uh, for going on five years. And uh, um, then uh, just over a year ago, Ashley and I uh, started dating. And so like I, I was living at Betty's, uh, at Betty's house up in Manchester by the sea. And I would just drive the long distance into the, in, into town. So I, everyone knows me as this crazy guy who will drive anywhere to sing, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm fine with the commute. We also now know you as a human trafficker, but yeah, <laughs> sure. The driving so, thing is mostly what we go by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I had been living there for a while and um, then I started dating Ashley and then uh, Ashley enters the story. So uh, most people, I guess, didn't want to visit him on the North Shore. It was like too far or they were, you know, and one girlfriend was like in New York City. And so it was inconvenient. And, you know, someone else, like maybe they didn't like each other that much. So they didn't, you know, they didn't visit him or whatever. I don't know. So I was like, well, I like this guy. Sure. I'll, I have a car. I'll drive up. And so I think between when we started dating and I mean, granted, he was gone for a month that summer traveling, but. Uh, I probably visited him fewer than 15 times in the course of June through November. So like not a ton in that time, Betty, Betty, that's what we're calling her. Betty decided um, that she fucking hated me for, um, (sighs) I won't go into super specifics because I don't want to like take up your gig tales podcast with issues over hazelnut coffee, but um, This woman decided that I was like, I mean, do you have that? Do you want to read that email where she was like, she's not allowed in my home or do you want to just, <laughs> no, no, yeah. No, okay. It's... So anyway, she basically sent him <laughs> this email in early November. Wow. I don't like the way she behaves and I don't like the way you behave when you're with her. She is no longer allowed in my home. And I was like, duh, fuck. I made an assessment of this, by the way. And the answer is just, this person didn't like her space being invaded and it doesn't, I sorry, I say invaded as if you were invading a space. She wanted her own space. space. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't about you as much as it was about her. Like I want to control my environment. I don't want people coming and going like, this is what I want, whatever. Was there any, cause to me, and I don't know this person at all. So this could be way off, but I'm betting that there are listeners who are thinking this. It sounds like she wanted some innate and then she was jealous. So I, I've told this story many, many times, and that is uh, what almost every single person when I've told this story has uh, uh, gotten Not to that me. conclusion. My, Terry disagrees. My but. my reading of this is like 
with every other relationship, you like they weren't as you know. We spent a lot of time together. We yeah. were really invested in each other, yeah. and it was it was a unique situation in that we were like extremely serious, extremely fast. So every other relationship, or you were single, and so you'd have time to like be her companion. It was very clear to her that you weren't her companion anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, instead of addressing her psychological, like, Hey, I miss you. And I was really enjoying our companionship. Can we like hang out once a week or some Jesus, uh, hang out once a week or something like that. She took the low road and was like, you know, I don't know how to address my jealousy or my anger or my insecurity. And so she's just not allowed in my house. And it seemed that that was just going to fix it for her. If I wasn't allowed in the house that we'd like break up or something. Yeah. yeah. Like it mm. was, it was really weird. It Cause did, I, you know. I didn't, I didn't exactly hang out with, with Betty. I mean, I, but well, as soon as <laughs> Ashley and I started dating, uh, I was yeah. gone all the time. And um, so she just started to get, uh, get really weird about it. She never said anything, but then, just all of a sudden, one day, I got this email. Well, November. you were in Minnesota. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was working on a Les Mis project. In, in, uh, Visiting Prince. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, what you need to know is he lived with this woman, and things got awkward, and I was no longer allowed in that house, and she didn't want to see or speak to me. Okay. That's, so, that's the backstory. So that's there. the backstory. Yep. Now, I'm already best friends with her, already on board. Got it. <laughs> so that happened. Uh, so Betty gave this ultimatum in November. Uh, if you were to rewind uh, one month at the beginning of October, I got a phone call from this guy. We're going to refer to him as John Stamos. <laughs> John Stamos. I love it. Uh, so, but this is like elderly John Stamos. So this still guy fucking still fucking hot as hot. balls. That yeah. commercial where he's like knitting. I'm like, knit me something. That's <laughs> I'll take it. Uh-huh. So John Stamos is, I think like 82 or 83. Um, and uh, calls me up and he is the choir director for this group that was uh, formerly called the Manchester singers. And uh, I was like, Oh, I know this group. This is the group that my, uh, the owner of uh, the house that I live in, Betty, uh, sings in this group, the Manchester Singers. And uh, she had she had passed my name along to John Stamos uh, because John Stamos uh, wanted to, what, what he did, uh, apparently, this is what I heard from Betty. There was this group called the Manchester Singers that was around for years and years and years. And they had this, uh, this, artistic director, John Stamos. And he, uh, he started making some changes and the board got really upset with him. And he, what he did is he uh, basically fired the board and, and took the organization and slapped a new label on it and created a whole new choir. The girl Chester singers. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we're not that far advanced as a society. Uh, so, so this, this is now the, uh, it's now called the North shore corral yeah. is, is the name of this, uh, this new group. It's the actual real name. And so they actually, they needed a, a ringer, even though they're, they're a community choir, they're not, they're not paid. They're a completely volunteer choir. They have, Which is why they needed the ringer. So they, and this happens all the time. I sing with uh, community choirs all around this mm-hmm. area. And so this wasn't completely uncommon. And so, uh, uh, 
Betty had given my name to this guy. He calls me up. He is so sweet and so terrible with technology. I had the the biggest struggle, like just in email conversations. I actually went through and was looking at uh, the email conversations that he and I shared um, leading up to this concert because he wanted to hire me for a concert as a ringer, as a as a um, as a singer to uh, come in and just join one rehearsal and and sing uh, in the in the concert, which is going to happen in December. This is the beginning of October. Uh, between then, I have still archived thirty nine email threads. 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 Uh, Not thirty nine emails. Yeah, okay. thirty nine email threads of, from this this one guy. <laughs> organizing this concert um yeah (laughs) they all end with like send dear computer please send computer please send this email please send it how do i do this not far off like it was (laughs) it was horrible like um communicating with him but he was really nice he he had he seemed to be a really nice guy and he said nate i want to hire you to sing um i think tenor or baritone uh, for this, I'm going to. We've got this group. I think it was three part stuff. Yeah, it was three. So it was, it was yeah, three it was just part, the men's music. part. Yeah. yeah. So it was. It was really simple That's music. The level that it was. This is a Christmas concert, so there's going to be familiar tunes. Uh, this this seems like a really light lift situation. He said, "I'll give you two hundred fifty dollars." How does that sound? I was like, "Oh, you know what? That's great. I'll, I'll take that. Totally fine." Especially since this is in the town that I live in, so yeah. easy to commute. Step on over. One rehearsal. Uh, he said, "You know what? Uh, I'm." He emailed me again a few days later and said, I, uh, I actually need another uh, soprano and a baritone. Would you be able to provide in, uh, you know, some, some singers for <laughs> provide me? Provide them? And I'm like, yeah. This, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is my trafficking service. This is what I do. So I was like, yeah, here's, here's a couple names. And uh, so the first person we got was Ashley. Because... When you are having sex with the contractor, you get the gig offer first. <laughs> True. Every time. It'll get you the gig every time. Listen up, kids. <laughs> That's that how you do down. it. That's insider shit right there. Soprano problems. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So uh, we, got Ash- we got Ashley on board. Another one of my friends uh, got on board. A few days later, he emails me again and said, so we got Ashley. We got this other guy. But we also need an alto. Do you have do you have alto names? Like, so there's hey. no existing chorus, right? No, there there is. He's got because he's got this man quote unquote Manchester singers. But he of, needs like, like a ringer on every single on, on every part, yeah. And so I'm like to that's, bolster the section. That's you know? fine. This this happens all the time. Uh, so we, Ashley, that's and I, crazy. Was that was that the day my phone was broken? <laughs> weird. That's so weird. No, you know what it was. You know what it was. Terry, it was that Terry Ann. Terry, how far, Terry how, far, how far do you drive for gigs? What's your limit? What oh my do? god, my, my front fucking step yeah. as I <laughs> listen to Hamilton on my headphone and check my mail, and I'm like, I established the first private orphanage <laughs> in New York City. Then I shut the door. That's about the farthest <laughs> I've driven, and my neighbors are all like, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> So that is why you didn't get a phone call from me. I actually think that you may have mentioned, like, I would definitely call Terry, but this is the North Shore, and she's, like, a two-hour drive. And I was like, oh, she sounds fun. I hadn't even met you yet, so I was like, whatever. I don't know. And it probably started at, like, eight. Like, forget it. 
It was an afternoon. It was an afternoon because this is all old people. The the Manchester singing. This is a community choir. It's all old people. Just like Betty, you. my roommate, is is in this choir. <laughs> Betty, who's great. Anyway, um, so then a few days later, he emails me again and says, "So I actually want to bring on a couple more guys for this. Do you have a few more names you can pass along?" And I was like, "I do, sure." And so I give him some more names, and then later. That day, he sends me another email. You know what? I want to add another soprano also. And so I give him another name. And then uh, we turn it over to Ashley. Oh, so is contacted. This, this, oh, this is this. So he contacts me. He's like, hey, we have. Um, uh, so the gig was on a Sunday, the Saturday prior. So like a week and a day prior, there was um, like a preview like it was at an event and the choir was singing some of their repertoire and he was like he's like hey Nate gave me your name and I sent him my materials because I want to like kind of like stand on my own and I was like this is what I sound like this is what I do he's like great um will you um you know ring for a few songs and then would you be interested in some solo stuff and at this point we had already (coughs) planned like a 10-day big heavy emotional lift family trip and I did not have time to learn new rap because I was working full-time plus doing my own gigs plus going out of town and the gig was like a couple days after we got back I was like you know what vocally and mentally I'm just like fried and he was like uh it's $300 are you interested I was like I appreciate it but you know sorry I can't do it um but I'll definitely be there for the choir stuff um so I told Nate, I was like, I'm really sorry. I like appreciate you put me, putting me in contact, but like I can't do the solo gig, but I'm excited to do the, the choir thing. I appreciate you trafficking. Yeah, but I'm just, I just don't feel like it right now. So John Stamos, after, get, after he gets uh, that uh, denial by Ashley, uh, calls Denied. me at work and uh, said, hey, do you, do you have a few moments to talk? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Let me just step outside. So uh, he says, so I... It's yeah. It sounds like Ashley turned it down. Uh, I I really need someone for this. Um, and he's like, you know, for the solo stuff, would you even be willing to like come in and sing solo stuff? And I'm like, well, what kind of stuff are you looking for? Are you looking for classical? Are you looking for like because this is uh, this is for the first week of December. Are you looking for Christmas rep, like solo Christmas rep? Um, because if the viewers or listeners don't know, I, like I sing at a lot of nursing homes. So I do solo singing, uh, pop style, like American songbook stuff. And I do Christmas shows every single year for assisted living facilities. Mm -hmm. And so like, I have, uh, several concerts ready to go at any moment. So so, yeah, he had rep like ready to like pull out of his ass at a moment's notice. And I was like, oh, I have to learn stuff. Cause I sing like hide in and no one wants to hear that. So, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so he's some people who would be very excited to hear that. <laughs> they're not great people. They're very boring. <laughs> so John Stamos asked me, Nate, would you do this? Like, I'm, uh, I'll pay you whatever you want. And I was like, Ooh, uh, advantage Nate. <laughs> so I had just gotten done uh, like a month ago, uh, singing some solo like musical theater stuff at a very wealthy person's mansion. That's a whole gig tale in itself, uh, in, uh, Newton. And, um, they asked me how much I wanted to make. I was like, I'll make, how about $800? And they're like, sure. And so, so he, he Fred, uh, the, uh, John Stamos said, uh, what, what do you, uh, well done. What, uh, what do you want to make? And I was like, well, I just made $800 for this. And um, he's like, okay, sure. And so even though he, he offered 
Ashley, $300. <gasps> there's, absolutely, there's absolutely no gender pay gap whatsoever. No. I've seen no evidence of any. So no, far. I mean, in, in all <laughs> fairness, uh, he was probably desperate. So. <laughs> yeah, he, he was desperate. So, but then, but then he said, uh, you know what? I do also need a female to fill in the choir for this event. Um, because it's just going to be the the women singing at this, and, uh, and they just can't do it on their own. They so can't you, handle it. Do you have any other like <laughs> singer friends that, that would be willing to do some solo stuff? So I got in touch with another friend, uh, brought her in. Uh, um, One of uh, our friends is it someone I know? It it isn't someone you know. Um, and so she came on, and uh, then so the two of us were hired. This was for Crane Estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so we we they went shot little women there. They did. They shot who? Little Women, the movie. They used oh! as like the outside yeah, and potentially up and, up part and of the, yeah, it's fancy yeah. as fuck. So this, yeah, this was, you know, the huge manor. And um, there was, there was this big open house going on, on this weekend. And so I show up uh, and there's all these choirs that get like an hour set. And it turns out John Stamos's choir didn't have the the numbers to sing a full concert so they because they just had the women coming in to do this and so he wanted some solo acts to fill in the hour time that they had so this other this other uh, friend of mine she sang a couple songs i ended up singing two songs and uh got 800 dollars for that and these were songs that i already had memorized and um it was like typical christmas rep it was it was michael buble arrangement of uh i think uh winter wonderland and uh my grown up Christmas list or something. Bastard. Was... So anyway, so that <laughs> what the fuck is my grown up Christmas list. Uh, you need to check it out. Christmas list. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ashley's heard of it. It's yeah. not like world peace shit, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's great. It's, it's new age. It's not traditional. Yeah. Check it out next Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> you're going to find a Michael Buble uh, CD in your Christmas stocking this year. Mm-hmm. Jokes on you! I don't hang up a stocking or a tree or decorate. Why do you hate Jesus? Because <laughs> he didn't. Because he didn't show up to read the reading at the funeral. <laughs> I I keep paging him and he's not answering. Jesus. <laughs> and at some point, you need to recognize when you're putting in all the effort and the other person <laughs> isn't paging you back. That's right. Anyway, so, so we, one-sided. Uh, so at this at this event at at Crane Estate, um, so I was there to and I heard the the women in the choir sing. Like there were I think fifteen of them that showed up. It was without hyperbole the most abysmal choral performance I've heard in my life. In my life, like I I've, I've heard middle school choirs that just outshined them. Um, now, granted, they are all volunteers, and so I'm willing to cut them some slack, but it was and like... the majority, they, like, 70 plus. Like, yeah. Some of yeah, them were... 60 know, plus, yeah. Yeah, 60 plus. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. were a couple people in their 50s, but Holy majority shit, of them... Holy shit, you guys, it was awful. It was, and I was like, oh, so this is why he needs some ringers. They had a lot of heart. And... What uh, were they singing, like, for example? Christmas songs. <laughs> uh, like... Harold Angels sing and deck the halls. Deck now, Brandon, the it was, hall with us. It, no. was <laughs> it was it was three part like choral arrangements that were not like the non traditional, but it was clearly deck the halls. Like, um, I well, we'll get to that, but I I basically sight read 
this music. Yeah, we used to show up in our group and take the little book and be like, oh, all right, I guess sing Harold Angels sing now this one and like sight yeah. saying most of it. And was it great? Probably not. But was it fine? And people yeah. didn't notice this? Probably. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. that yeah. got Absolutely. us into trouble because we didn't know real lyrics, like all the lyrics, like some of these traditional Christmas songs have like 47 verses that you never ever oh, get to yeah. whatever. And we're like, oh, we're let's <laughs> do them all. Like, fuck it. Let's do them all. And then we get to these lyrics that we're sight reading now words that we've never heard before. And you know obviously the music and then we just die fucking laughing because there's these yeah. we're like what is this even saying what are these words what is this verse of you just what's, go on what's and myrrh <laughs> what? <laughs> what is myrrh what's frankincense frankenstein scented incense fun <laughs> fact <laughs> uh, can we verify that is that true no hey, Alexa, Alexa, <laughs> don't say it too loudly. She'll, she'll come alive. <laughs> so, uh, so that we gig ends. Very close. We keep getting very close yeah. to the screen. So, so that that gig ends. Uh, the, that was a Saturday. The following Monday is the choir rehearsal. The Sunday is the performance. And um, I, after that, after that performance ended, I went home, and one of the singers at this was my uh, the woman who owns the house was Betty. That's right, Betty. And, okay, I forgot about Betty. And she said, uh, she said, boy, that was horrible, wasn't it? Wasn't it? And I was like, Ugh. I mean, yeah, I kind of was. And she fills in some of the details about why the guys weren't there. Uh, because apparently, uh, uh, John Stamos, uh, do you remember I told you that he had this choir, the Manchester Singers, mm-hmm. and then he uh, had trouble with the board. They didn't like the direction it was going. And so he formed this new group. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything was just really um, tense between all the singers and the director. Yeah. And at a rehearsal a couple weeks prior to this, uh, they had this this concert in December, and uh, th- they like one of the uh, got of male singers in the choir uh, said something in rehearsal, and uh, John. <laughs> <laughs> something terrible like that. Uh, it was they're just pissed. like that. They're pissed. <laughs> they're up and, uh, pumped. Oh. <laughs> calm down over there. It happens every time. They're doing the dog reenactment of this story. <laughs> that is exactly yeah, what happened. That's what the men in the choir Yeah. And so the, this, this guy in the choir said something, and uh, John Stamos, the director, uh, fired him on the spot. And in, Wait, in a, fired a volunteer? Fired. Yeah, yeah fired, yeah. Okay. And in in a show of solidarity, none of, like all of the guys quit the choir. A couple. This is like a couple weeks before this this big concert, and that's why none of the guys showed up at the Crane Estate thing. Holy shit! And so and so Betty asks me, like, I hear that you're bringing in some people, right? And I was like, like uh, John Stamos hasn't like given me the go ahead to like share any of this info. So I just kind of play it cool. Like, no, I mean, like, yeah, uh, there's, there's going to be like, a, I've hired a couple of my friends. She hates Ashley. It has, she's made it abundantly clear. The email has already been sent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it has yeah. been sent at this point. And uh, so I don't let her know that Ashley is a part of the group. I'm like, I'll just let that surprise unfold itself. No, of course he was like, Hey, by the way, Betty is there. And I was like, cool. 
got my <laughs> got my smile on lock. I'm good. Thank and, you for warning. Good. And uh, one thing I left out was uh, right before the uh, the Crane Estate thing. Uh, he actually asked me for even more singers. Did he let you know what was going on before the no concert? No, he didn't. Uh, he didn't. Bef- uh, then, so we had the, the rehearsal on Monday night, which is in May. He just wanted you to like pull up with a van yeah. and open the back door. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. plug Do you like Yes. Yeah. Go, go. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's essentially what it looked like because we all rolled up <laughs> in the parking lot at the same time. So it was just a bunch of like 20, 30, and 40 year old, like semi professional and part time professionals. Right like piling out of their cars anyway. Yeah. So Monday night rolls around and um, I'm getting ready to, you know, walk into this just walked downtown to, uh, cause I'm, I live just a couple blocks away uh, to the rehearsal space. And I noticed that Betty isn't getting ready for rehearsal. I said, aren't you coming to rehearsal? And she said, no, we received an email that rehearsal was canceled. And I was like, Oh, that's strange because I haven't heard anything from John Stamos. Let me check so, my 47 email threads. I don't see that anywhere <laughs> in here. <laughs> and so I, I go down there and all of my friends show up. There was, I think with me included, it might've been 13 singers that I got hired on this project and, yeah, yeah. and no <sighs> volunteers. And John Stamos was there. And he said, yeah, none of the other people are going to be here tonight. And I think it was after the rehearsal, he told me what had happened. I think he mentioned first, he was like, oh, we'll just do the ringers. Everyone knows that, like he said, it's something like everyone knows the music. So we'll just do the ringers because you guys have never done the music or something like that. Yeah, he was he was totally playing it down. Yeah, um, that. But he told me like after the rehearsal that, yeah, this like I'm just at my wits end with this group. And um I just don't know if anyone's going to like even show up for the concert. So I need like uh, a whole like contingent of reliable singers. And at this point he had bumped up everyone's pay from 250 to $300 uh, for the concert. Where is this money coming from? Very good question. His personal <laughs> funds, it sounds like. Yeah, he told me I that think. he, he yeah. told me that he, uh, cause I asked him and he's like, yeah, it probably seems really weird that I have all this money. And I was like, yeah, kind of. He said that it was like, well, uh, I got it from human trafficking. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had, uh, he said he had this, this uh, donor that had come across some money. And so it was able to pay for all this stuff. Mm. And so, yeah, so he confided to me after the, re- that rehearsal that uh, he's, he's not sure that anyone's going to show up to the concert. Um, and then we, so the day of the concert, we all uh, show up, and uh, I don't think any of the guys showed up today. Was, uh, there, was there maybe one or? I think there were one or two that showed up. Yeah, and how many? How many of the females? Like maybe a lot of sopranos. Like I would say mm-hmm. six, or six or seven. But this is like thirty voice choir. And uh, like maybe maybe 10, 10 to fifteen of them actually showed so up. So like for the half concert. or less, yeah. Yeah. So half no, of the half of the no. singers were like people yeah, were my friends. That. So it was for a community choir. It sounded fucking <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was the thing too. He was like, "Hey, you and like three of your friends, do you want to do some quartets?" So we ended up doing some acapella quartets, which like sounded really good. And he was like, "You want to fill in with this? You want to do this? You want to do a project in the spring? Do you want to?" And we're all like, "What?" Yeah. 
He's and basically like up, financing his own personal choir at this. And that's point. literally, I think, what he said to you. He was like, "I just want to do well." You can, you can. See yeah, that. yeah. So we, yeah. so the day of the concert, then uh, it uh, goes then, well. Then Ashley, Ashley shows up, and uh, yeah. Betty hadn't known that she was going to be there, and I'm sure she wasn't happy, but I was just gleeful about it. <laughs> Same. I'm not gonna lie. I like definitely got ready a tiny bit more than I normally would have. <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Curled it a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Just so a we, little bit. We did this a little concert. extra bronzer. Yeah. And this was, I, I am sure this was the best concert that the uh, Manchester singers slash North Shore Chorale had ever done. Yeah. And then after that, he, uh, he said, like right after the concert, he came up to me and he's like, well, do you think you and your friends would be willing to sing some more? Cause I'd, I'd like to keep paying you guys to do more. And I was like, um, yeah, as long as you're paying us, that's great. And so then he, he disbanded the group, I think of like a week or so later and just fired everyone in the community. And he uh, unvolunteered them. Unvolunteered them. Yeah. We are now known as the REM singers. And so that is uh, that is the great North Shore Corral story of uh, 2019. So did you ever do anything more with him? So we we actually had one planned for uh, for or well May or June. Yeah, it was May or June, and then uh, and then the pandemic hit, and we kept putting it off, Mm -hmm. and uh, and then we just you know once once all the choirs closed down, he said, yeah, let's just let's put this on hiatus until things open up. So Mm -hmm. as far as I know, we're still going to be doing still some good. stuff. We're going to do it. I still haven't gotten any information where he actually got his money, but I do know that, uh, so I got, I got several checks. I ended up, so oh, originally, yeah, the total, origi- the total amount. So he gave me, um, originally he hired me to $250 to sing this choral concert. And I was like, Hey, that's, uh, that's a pretty good rate. I'm fine with that. Um, uh, and then he hired me for the crane estate thing, which was $800, which was originally 300. So the total here <laughs> should have been $550. Yeah. Uh, but. and then he also gave me like for finding all these singers. Cause I'm not going to lie. Like I found him a lot of singers. It took a lot of, you know, uh, coordination to get people on board. The finders uh, fee. He, yeah. So I, he gave me several finders fees. So he gave me yeah. like, I think $1,800. Holy shit. Uh, for two super simple performances and one rehearsal. <laughs> I want to get trafficked. No, I want to do human trafficking. Yeah. That's better lot. when you do the trafficking. You have yeah. to be the pimp. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great pimp. You got to so, have the van. That's what went down on the North Shore in 2019. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you yeah, guys. It was, and then I think that was, I never saw Betty again because it was like, oh, yeah. Oh, because... um. I helped you. No, I didn't help you move because I didn't want to go in your house. Or maybe I came back, but she wasn't around. Yeah. I, I never saw her after that. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I was in the house once when she was like away or she was doing something and I helped him grab like some clothes or something because he moved out in, she, in January. Yeah, she is probably still cursing Ashley's name. That, yeah. That horrible person stole my choir. Probably. <laughs> they just banned the choir because of her. <laughs> Oh, wow. I can never do anything right. We should know this by now. So, <laughs> yeah. Cool. My uh, yeah, my official assessment of the situation was it was more of like a personal control of her space thing, and she like yeah. didn't want people coming in, and she wanted control, and she wanted Nate as her companion, and like you were taking over that time. 
I don't think it was like a, she wanted some innate, but that's just me. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily be like a sexual thing or a romantic thing. Just like, yeah, it's her person. Everybody wants a a piece of innate. I I mean, I have to use a fly swatter all the time. Like, (laughs) I do have a hard time convincing people that there was no sexual relationship between me and Betty White. (laughs) Betty White? Betty White. She's now she's now morphed into Betty White. Now she's Betty White. Betty White is too awesome. Okay, now you're lying. How could you not have a sexual relationship with Betty White? <laughs> For real. <laughs> it's not possible. Oh, uh, do you have any other little anecdotes you want to share with us? I have an anecdote. Do it. Uh, I just realized this the other day. I, uh, I had an audition in, I want to say, 20. 20- 15, 16, 17, it was a while ago. I was auditioning for a new church because uh, as you remember from my last episode, I wasn't super happy at my church. So I was always- Was it because you were on your period? Yes, I was <laughs> I was on my period for like four years straight. It was awful. <laughs> and <laughs> so I was always, I kept the job, but I was always kind of looking around on like Boston Singers Resource and, and friends of friends and being like, are there new gigs that are, semi-comparable in pay because sadly I got paid a lot to do a shitty job um but I was like anything that's semi-comparable that seems cool I'm totally gonna do it so I went to this audition once um and this guy was really cool he was probably in his 30s max so I was like okay already better vibe because this guy is of the generation that gets it you know uh and he was like okay so I would love for you to prepare um he shall feed his flock or whatever or the come unto him. I was like from Messiah. I was like, cool, standard soprano rep. Pia Yezu from the 4A Requiem, standard soprano rep. And he's like, I just want to hear those because their standards will want them at services. I said, great. He goes, and then you'll just sight read a couple pieces. So a couple, what's a couple? Legally, a couple is two. Two <laughs> is three. Legally, it's legally binding. Legally. <laughs> Legally, a couple is two, but Webster's dictionary defines a couple as <laughs> a couple for someone who's saying, Oh, yeah, just like come in, we'll do a couple. It could be one, two, three, maybe even four, right? Because just because it's an audition and you're just like prepared for anything, he's like, I'll just do have you do some sight reading. So we go down to the basement because that's where the music room was. He plays. I sing the selections from Messiah and the foray. And go down to the basement. He puts on a mask over half of his face. <laughs> we get in a rowboat. He lights a lot of candles. <laughs> he starts talking about Angel of Music. I don't know. And so Hale is old this time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I sang the first piece. It was really, really simple. I think he wanted to get an idea of could I just do like a really simple C major hymn type thing. And I was like, yeah, I have a fucking master's degree. So <laughs> did that in biology. Yeah. So yeah, I can sing. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. I know where dough is. So uh, did that. Uh, then he was like, great. I was like, I know. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, oh no, it's obvious. And so then he gave me another one that was piano accompaniment and you know, melody and great. Then he gave me a third one. I was like, all right, we are one past a couple. I'm keeping track. Uh, eight pieces later. No, what? 
I shit you not. This guy just kept, he was like, oh, that was great. Can we read this one? And I was like, sure, I suppose. At that point, I was exhausted. Yeah. Turns out when I had, by the time I left, we had sung for an hour. Oh my God. No. He had get he had just kept been like, oh, your sight reading is great. Can you do this one? And then he gave me like a mass part and then like a solo recipe. Like, That's a whole concert. Holy I God. gave this man a free concert and I didn't even get the fucking job. <laughs> what? You didn't get it? No. Did you bill him? Oh my God. Send an invoice. I make it $300. So yeah, it, I was like, oh, surely this is a super, because he said, I want this to be a simple audition. I there want was you to never a job to be had. This is a guy with a weird <laughs> fetish who takes women would... down to his basement and makes them sing soprano for him. That's it. That was my no, exact response. This sounds like it was a personal, like, uh-huh. pleasure thing. No, and I don't mean that necessarily in a sexual has, way, but just. He has a phantom fetish. I mean, my guess is like, I'm a, I'm a really good sight reader. So my guess is when he got good results the first few times, he was like, oh, I'm going to see like exactly how good she is at sight reading. But he just got fucking carried away and he was just having fun. She got to level eight and then failed. He got to there. level eight and, and then, then the the he could not save the princess. <laughs> <laughs> the princess was at another castle. But yeah, I shit you not. Years ago, I did an hour long audition no. for someone. I had job interviews this year. This is not audition, but that lasted forever. That were like four, five round job interviews. And then one, they wanted me to like prepare a, like a project kind of thing. I don't know how to describe it. And they were like, it shouldn't take you any more than four hours. And I was like, what? And the thing you're asking me to do is like work. Like the project they were asking me to do was a thing I would do in that role and have done in the past. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. This is insane. Yeah. The jobs are, we've commiserated about this. Yeah. Hours on end. It, it, it could have been one of our like full-time jobs to commiserate about these fucking jobs. Um, <laughs> but that's why I had to turn it down. I was like, I'm texting. I can't. I'm texting, I'm texting my wife. I can't do a job I- application. I have a podcast. I don't think you people know. <laughs> I cannot be working. Uh, but yeah, like, like you know, oh, there's there's the application round, and then we do a phone screen, and then we do a Zoom call with yeah. three people, and then your second round Zoom call is three more people, and then you have to do a project, and then we see if we want to make you an offer. And I'm like, yeah. And then you have to a- sight read eight songs. You're like, I'm an accountant. <laughs> I don't <laughs> They're like, oh, we're aware. (laughs) Don't worry. The songs are about accounting. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah. I did did, did an hour-long audition. Sorry. And and then again, I don't remember why. I think he's just like, thank you so much. Because there was no job. Thank you so much for your time. We ended up going in in a different direction. And I was like, standard. what, deeper into the basement with someone else? (laughs) They got to to the ninth song. Uh And that was. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what. Oh, it, not, the ninth song is where you defeat Bowser. So, <laughs> that's right. uh, I think wow. we've gotten to the point where I have to ask you all what you're listening to. Mm. You're just listening to Nate. But <laughs> she, she pointed at me. <laughs> yeah, she's just. I'm, I meant I was trying to be polite, like, "Oh, you should go first, But uh, <laughs> yeah, I fucking listen to him all the time now, yeah. <laughs> as you should. <laughs> How often do you guys sing around the house and together? And is is it constant? Uh, never. 
What? Never. Like she will I'm the never worst. sing. I've actually been like, I singing during the pandemic has actually been more stressful. Uh, I'm so I was, I came up to a professional standing. Like he just was like, I'm going to go to school for biblical archeology span and just be really good at fucking singing randomly. And <laughs> he just, he likes his voice. He just enjoys it. You know, I came up through a stressful atmosphere of, I got my undergrad uh, and you're obviously constantly, you know, picked apart in juries. And then I got my master's degree. And of course you're just constantly having imposter syndrome when you go to like one of the country's best conservatories. Um, and so I've been working since I got to Boston for seven years, but this is actually the first time I've actually not had to worry about judging myself or being on what's your next project. Cause singers would always ask, you know, I have a full-time career that I'm very happy about, but singers always ask, Oh, what are you singing right now? Well, sometimes I'm not singing cause I have a fucking career. Um, <laughs> and so, but it's been nice to not have my identity tied to singing. Mm-hmm. And it, so I, it's just a hobby when you want to have it rather than like a job or a part of your identity right now. Right. And so it's something that I've been able to slowly like, oh, I'm going to go practice. I'm going to work on technique. I'm going to work on the things that I've always wanted to address, mm. but I've always been running, running, running and not, or, or been practicing for a gig and not been able to just work on, you know, my instrument. So uh, the no. problem with this is that, is that he wants to sing with me. She has such a beautiful voice and, and I never get to hear it ever. Never once. I'm the worst. I'm literally the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, like never once, like never. Oh, I mean, I mean, I don't get, I don't give like personal concerts. Like we sing in basements to get weird guys. Just ask her to come for an audition, Nate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set it Take up. Take me to the to the basement. We have a basement practice room. I'm gonna, hi- I'm gonna hire a guy to film your <laughs> hour long audition, <laughs> and then <laughs> I'll use it as my like audio porn. <laughs> uh, I think the only time you've actually heard me sing a full song is when I've sent you recordings of me singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sean sings for me all the time. He uh, rewrites all the lyrics to the TV show themes. That we watch. That's good. Gold. You, you pay him union rates. <laughs> yeah, if union rate is zero dollars an hour. It pretty much is. So, yeah, yeah. It basically is. So to to answer your question, what am I listening to, or what what are we listening to? Uh, I've actually been really into the Michelle Obama podcast. That's not music, but what? What? There are podcast. Oh, do you not know this? No. I'm disappointed. Just for- <laughs> your face. I'm gonna. So, Harry, we're seeing each other. We're seeing each other Saturday. You have to listen to all the episodes by then. I have to say, I'm really disappointed to find this out because Terry and I actually went to see Michelle Obama together. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know she has a podcast. Where have you been? Tragic. Yeah. It's. I feel like it's hard to keep up with podcasts. There's so many of them. There's really only one that everyone needs to listen to, and that is this one. (laughs) So what's it called? The Michelle Obama podcast. Yeah, nailed it. And it's only on Spotify, though. You cannot find it anywhere else. Um, You have, and you can do a free account, but it is on Spotify, (laughs) and that's yeah, that's probably why you couldn't find it. Uh, In addition to the Michelle Obama podcast, I've been listening to the soundtrack of The Greatest Showman. It's really good to run to. That's what I've been bumping. That is a good so, soundtrack. Ooh, yeah. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I saw that twice in the theater. Oh, yeah. That's good. You would. Of course right. I would. 
Oh, were you drunk uh, on or both? we're not allowed to watch that movie in my house. Why? I know. I know. But, yeah, you know yeah. why. <laughs> I know. I was saddened about this too. Hugh, Hugh Jackman? Yeah, what a piece of shit that guy is. I'm very, and I'm going to get serious for 18 seconds. Okay, I'm, I am so against the circus. Uh, we call that the greatest animal abuser. Uh, and I, I can't even um, take a light second to look past it. It's all I think about. And I just, we can't have it. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Checks out. Mm. Yeah, I, I, checks I feel out. that. So everyone avoid that movie and soundtrack. Yeah. Please. So no, you can listen to it. I'm not against it. I'm not like against the movie. It's just that I can't think past that is more what it's about. Yeah. It wouldn't be enjoyable for you. Yeah. Correct. Um, I'm going to jump in and go next because my recommendation thing branches off of that because Lauren Allred sings, <gasps> right? Yes. She's yeah. the voice of the character. Um, the singing voice of the character in um, the one who sings never enough. Yes. The greatest showman. Okay. And I have been obsessed with Natalie Weiss, like her videos. I don't know if you guys are familiar, familiar with her. She's breaking down the riffs. Breaking down the riffs. I is can't, the best. I can't stop watching breaking down the riffs. Like I discovered it early on in quarantine and just like, I think I've watched them all like multiple times. And then her Instagram stories, I just can't, she's ridiculous. So Natalie Weiss and Lauren Allred have a song together that they released like last year. It's called I am. And it's ridiculous. If you want to hear like just two female ridiculous like they just they both have voices where they can just do whatever the fuck they want. Like if you can imagine it, they can sing it. And then they're they're like riffing in harmony. I'm like, oh fuck you, but it's so fun. Um, so I was just like, sometimes when I What's find, the name of it? it's called I Am, and it's under like yeah, I found it under Natalie's like Spotify or whatever. So, but I, they're both like. It might be on Lawrence as well. Um, it's it's just ridiculous. And when I discover like a new song, I'll just like put it on re- like loop and like while I'm like cleaning or cooking or doing yeah. something, I listen to it over and over and over. So I was totally doing that the other day, and yeah, Jeez. so highly recommended. Yeah, I've, I've been uh, because of the pandemic and because I I decided to move for my career move into um, just being a freelance artist and teacher, <laughs> right? Just uh, a perfect timing. Just a few so months good. before the pandemic started, like the majority, the vast majority of my work completely dried up. Mm-hmm. And so I have spent uh, the, the pandemic um, mostly just playing video games and hanging out. And it's been great, actually. <laughs> so what I've been listening to lately, I've been revisiting this video game uh, series called Dragon Warrior on the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Is, this, is it the one that uh, Ashley sang in the... <laughs> but there is a dragon well it's dragon quest now but there's a dragon quest 11 and that's actually uh um really good and it 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 was released like a couple like a year or two ago yeah and that's and that's what i've been listening to thanks to like the soundtrack so what what is so good what what they did is uh uh i don't know i'm thinking like maybe 20 years ago certain video game scores had become so iconic like the legend of zelda they actually took like made orchestral arrangements and then 
that was its own thing. But video games have, you know, progressed so much that they actually will have entire orchestras and in like in Ashley's case, uh, choirs that sing and perform for the soundtrack themselves. So rather than an orchestral arrangement of like an eight bit system, it's now like just the orchestra. And so that's what I've been listening to for Dragon Warrior. Uh, This music is awesome. Sometimes when I'm out of the house, Sean will just listen to like um, uh, video game soundtracks. Yeah. Like he's cleaning or doing whatever. That's what he listens to. And I come in, I'm like, what the hell is this? And he's like, oh, and I think he thinks I'm like, judging him right but it's just something i'm not used to i'm like what are you listening to and he's like oh it's just some video game thing i'm like no i'm not like mad that you're listening to it it just it does like it sounds different i don't I know i can just picture like the sound of like mario being invincible on rainbow road and you're cleaning and all of a sudden you're going really really fast and like you don't really understand why i was like you can't stop that's all i can picture but it's a harpsichord Terry, what about you? Uh, This is like the first time in Gig Tales history where I wrote down about 20 things that I want to recommend and I can't pick one. (laughs) So like randomly put the finger down and whatever. I know that's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm gonna do. So I'm going to actually recommend one thing for you because these kind of tie in. So while I'm working from home, because I work remotely now, I like to just have music on because if I don't, what you just heard happen happens. Like we always have to have something on or the dogs hear stuff and they start barking. So, but I like to have something very chill and relax. Like, I don't know, except for one day where my boss and my coworker were like, we have to get this thing out really quick. And I put on Hamilton and I like pounded. I was like insanely pounding through this thing. Yes, like truly, because like <laughs> I had to like mindlessly like go through it and be energized. But for the most part, I like very like subdued kind of stuff. So I've been listening to a lot of old favorites and a lot of Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground that I love Lou mm. Reed and the, Vel- and the Velvet Underground and Nico, whatever. Um, but also I put on this channel. So Lou Reed, a lot of Lou Reed in all of his various forms and with Laurie Anderson, blah, blah, blah. But I also put on this channel that made me think of you, Ashley, and I forget the name of the Spotify channel, but this woman kept coming up on it and her name was, and so the channel was called like coffee shop relaxing or something. I was like, that sounds calm. And to me, it sounded like the exact medium of where your musical taste and my musical taste would have combined because it was kind of indie, but some of it had some country to it. And there was this one woman i don't know if you know her, her name is joy williams yes and i She's said from the civil wars who i've oh like, no way i didn't know that yes oh, so she's... and i and i said i think this is probably the only thing that ashley and i could like 100 <laughs> percent both go like yeah i really like this because it mm-hmm. is kind of indie like I, so okay rockish. so I was obsessed with the civil wars and they broke up. And so I have kind of been boycotting joy's solo music because I'm just still sad over the fact that I'm like, no, I won't listen to it unless you're together. But I specifically thought of you. (laughs) Ari has been telling me for like literally a year now, like you have to listen to joy Williams solo stuff. It's so good. All right. I'll have, all right. Yeah. I thought of you. you. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) It was good. It's a nice, like calm thing to listen to. I don't know that I'm going to like put her record on, to be honest with you, but I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. I like it. And Mm -hmm. I just thought of me and you 100%, but mostly it's been Lou Reed, I would say. So (laughs) 
cool. <laughs> Joyful. Terry, have, huh? Have, have you watched Hamilton on Disney Plus? Yeah. Yes. Uh, gee. Yeah. Have I, Ashley? I don't know. Have, do you listen to this podcast, Nate? Because we did a whole episode about yeah. it. <laughs> I have fallen behind. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah, it's, you're really busy with work over the pandemic, right? Yeah, so, I hear you have a lot going on. Really I've got to find yeah. the golden key, you guys. It's not going to find itself. He already found the, he found the golden key the other day, so now he doesn't have any excuses. Oh, good. So now <laughs> you can catch up. Catch up. Why? What were yes, you going to say have. about it? Was there a follow? Oh, I, I was just curious because because oh. Terry, you seem to be a uh, a big fan of it. And I do. I think there are about three musicals that I like. It makes no sense that, that Terry likes it because she doesn't like musicals and she doesn't like things that are like set in the past but are modern, like modernized in something. Like I'm like yeah, it, no. it's everything that you <laughs> don't like. But... No, it's it's when they take. Mo- modern day songs and put them in the soundtrack to period pieces. Sure. Like, yeah. And it's close girl. though. Oh, <laughs> no, it's good. That's I love good. it. But wait, you guys, I saw, did I see that you guys watched Mulan? Because. Oh, we did. I we saw did. you didn't really like it. Right. So I'm not even going to watch it. Cause I trust you guys that much. Uh, is that accurate? Uh, I, I would <laughs> say, us, uh, I, I would say like, I, because that's just, that's my opinion. That's her opinion. I, yeah. I, I, I encourage people to like see things and make up their own uh, minds no. about them. But no, I, I, I did not, not like it. No, you need a decision and you, you need to make it right now. You make all oh. my decisions from this moment forward. <laughs> okay. The reason, the reason I didn't like it. And I think, I think we kind of agreed on this is that they were like, Oh, we're going to put it uh, with, you know, real, people and make her uh, like a real badass and it's a cool interpretation but they didn't want to make just a a scene by scene interpretation of the disney one which is great and they made it real like without uh without being um i can't even fucking talk it's not a musical Mm -hmm. there we go and oh it isn't it is not and so um so there's really no reason to see it. Really and so, but there were a few pieces of the score that had like that harkened back to the Disney score, and we were like, "Oh, that's really wonderful for like the heartstrings, and it's really cool." Yeah, they had this on on the preview, and uh, it's a really amazing preview. But that's kind of where the amazingness mm. ends a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they introduced a couple, they reinterpreted a few characters, and they added a few characters, but they spent almost no time doing any character development. And so you either a uh, just don't get it and you don't care about that character Mm. or B it relies on the assumption that you watch the Disney one in the nineties. And that is your context for that character. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Oh, you care about, you know, ping because you saw the 98 movie. It's like, no, well, I need you to have me take me through the steps so that I care about this iteration of it. And they just didn't do that. Um, it was really beautiful. There was some really cool combat, um, some really good concepts that just almost, you know what I mean? Like they had so many good ideas and so many good concepts and uh, contacts and so many good shots. And it was just like almost, almost, almost. And then it just didn't, yeah. it just didn't work out. And, 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 and again, one of the biggest issues was for me was that uh, because of the, 
preview. I watched the preview a number of times, like intentionally. I cry at everything. I cried watching this preview on three separate occasions. Yes, oh you did. God. Uh, and he was like, like Mulan. Ah. And I was like, cool. I was. We we've been so fucking jazzed. Like we were gonna make a big date night out of this. We uh, ordered Chinese food. We got themed wine. It was like yeah, a thing. Yeah. And and we put it on and. Uh, honestly, in the uh, of the soundtrack, like something like less than five percent of the entire soundtrack is recognizable music from the Disney movie. Like and it was what, really just dis- there was no Christina Aguilera singing a title track. <laughs> no, there was. There, there is. There was. Yeah. I actually brought her back. Oh shit! Twenty-two years later, they had her sing "Reflection" again. Mm-hmm. You know, like new, and they also did a new song for this movie that's pretty good. Yeah, okay. so she is there. So you will not in the movie. Because it's not a musical. Yeah, yeah. I will listen. I will listen. I think Mulan is one that you can go back and watch and go, oh, this wasn't super like culturally aware with some of the songs too. No, so I can I can see why they said maybe let's just don't do that. <laughs> the the one thing I will say to their credit, and not to like make your podcast three hours long, but that's I'm, my job. I'm gonna do it anyway. Um <laughs> One thing I will say to their credit is they stayed a little bit closer to the actual legend. Like the legend of Mulan, she was actually trained as a warrior and it was like, she wasn't supposed to take her dad's shit and leave, but she was trained very young. Like she knew how to fight. She knew what she was doing. She had like, you know, all that stuff. That was a big complaint about the original. They were like, this is not the story. She was, she was trained and yeah. So they did, they did at least do that it was a little bit closer to i I mean who knows how close the legend is to real life but as far as the legend goes Mm -hmm. pretty close to who she was as a person and like what her background was i was just surprised to find out that disney uh back in the 90s like got a story wrong (laughs) like just in general like that was so surprising to me (laughs) i mean we know like lion king is spot on yeah, one hundred percent. That was a that was a historical event. Yeah, they have an exhibit in the the Museum of the History of the History. It's there. Yeah, <laughs> right next to Aladdin. It's fully, <laughs> very fully, true, and it's appropriate. It's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Is so, that it? Are we done? Uh, okay, no. Is this it? I don't. We, I don't know how to end conversations anymore. Hey Alexa. Hey, Alexa, <laughs> conversation. And the podcast. I don't even want to say her name. I'm afraid. She's like, here. Um, we say things like this. If you like what you hear, um, then go tell a bunch of your friends to join a choir and take it over and make it awesome and kick out all the Betty Whites. And, <laughs> and also tell your friends about this podcast. <laughs> and... If you didn't like what you heard, fire your entire choir and tell them to be filled with enemies and tell them all to come listen to this podcast. If you didn't like this podcast, your name is most likely Betty. Yes. Betty White or John Stamos. Or Bob Saget. Also, tell Betty White. Someone. John Stamos and Bob Saget, yeah. you know. Just send her an email, even though you haven't spoken in about 47 like, email sure. threads. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right. Well, thank you guys for coming back. Um, thank I'm you. I'm sure this will not be the end of of Nate, Ashley, and Gigtail's podcast. No, they have more, and I it can feel there. it. It's in there. And it's thank you for being a friend. Yes. 
Goodbye. 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 Life seems like it's real boring here in Boston. So take some time for content stories to get lost in. Might sound real snarky, but fuck the patriarchy. Gigtails, woo! Every day you're out there making gigtails, woo! Tales of crappy venues, crowds, and gigtails, woo! When all else fails, just send hate mail to Gigtails. Woo! Ugh. Ugh. Wait, Terry. I can't hit stop until you say it. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Keep gigging. There it is. Woo!